Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, afternoon, or good evening, depending on what part of the world you're joining us from. My name is Zev Yera, and uh, I'll be your host for today's Conversation at the Edge. Very excited to have with us today, David Orsager. For those of you who don't know David yet, he is the CEO of Trust Edge Leadership Institute and a global authority on helping leaders and organizations become the most trusted in their industry. David's work has been featured in prominent publications such as Fast Company, Forbes, and the Wall Street Journal. David has advised leaders and delivered presentations on six continents with audiences ranging everywhere from FedEx, Toyota, and global governments to the New York Yankees and the Department of Homeland Security. David wrote three books on trust, the national bestseller, The Trust Edge, and we have a small course uh, on your book, David, and um, The Daily Edge, and being published this month, uh, less than a week from now, Trust the Leader, Eight Pillars That Drive Results. Um, I actually wanted to, to start off with uh, a quote of yours from a TV interview you gave right after the 2016 election in the US. And you said, and I quote, I believe everything of value is built on trust from the greatest financial institutions to your personal relationships. What inspired you, David, to dedicate your life work to trust? You know, about two decades ago, I was I had built some leadership curriculum and I was starting to work with organizations and, and pretty significant ones. And uh, and yet people I, I was found found that people were not solving the real root issue. And so I what I found since then and now, you know, basically all my grad work became on trust. But basically first it was like people said, We got a leadership issue. And I'm like, no, it's not. They, the reason they're not following the leader is they don't trust them. We have a sales issue. No, you never have a sales issue. The reason you buy or not has something to do with trust, unless it's a commodity. Oh, we have an innovation issue. We found if we could increase trust, then teams would share ideas and innovation would go up. Oh, we have a marketing issue. Turns out there's only one way to increase a marketing message, amplify a marketing message, and that's increased trust in the message. So I kept seeing like, like intuitively at first, but then that led to my graduate work at a time when no one was researching trust to speak, very few. And then that led to us using this in companies and it actually worked. We drove down attrition, tripled sales, all these things. And then of course, along the way, it it it, it changed me. And that's probably why I'm so passionate about it. So this this work, and, and we continue to do research. We put out one of the bigger piece global studies on trust and leadership out of, uh, at least out of North America called the Trust Outlook every year. You described the, the eight pillars that drive results on your book. Can you tell us a little bit what are those and yeah. uh, why should they matter for our community of essentially uh, business owners, CEOs, yeah. uh, and executives? I'll tell you why they matter. I do not like it when some see, you know consultant says they know it all or think they know it all or think you can solve everything with their framework. Uh, and especially for those of you that think us Americans have high egos already, <laughs> However, um, without ego, I believe actually, I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm not saying I'm perfect at any of the pillars that I will teach. I am saying based on this 20 some years of work on six continents and all the research 
you can solve every organizational and leadership issue against these eight. It doesn't mean it's easy. It just means that you frame it right. You have the language to frame it right. You start to solve the real problem instead of a fake problem, instead of the wrong problem. So because I will argue it never is an engagement issue, a net promoter score issue. It's never even a communication issue. And I'll tell you what I mean by that when I say the eight. So these eight came out of the research and uh, do you want me to give a really quick overview of the eight? I know it's, I mean, you, you know. That would, that would be right. Okay. Yeah, you know, so, you, you know, people say, I can remember my first publisher, you know, seven sells better. And it's like, well, they came out of research. I'm not going to talk about trust and then hide one. So um, here they are. So I can talk about each of these for a full day. You get a bunch of tips in the book and the courses. But if you would like, or, you know, if, if you want to get certified on using these, we have that option. It's, it's a very powerful uh, way of using the tools. But here they are for a brief, just a brief. Number one, clarity. People trust the clear and they mistrust or distrust the ambiguous. As you know, many leaders, even marketing groups, think they're clear when they're not. Anytime you overcomplexify something beyond what is needed, you lose clarity, which loses trust. So that's number one is clarity. Number two is compassion. We tend to trust those that care beyond themselves. So uh, if you don't care about some cause or person beyond yourself, I have a hard time trusting you. Number three is character. We trust those that do what's right over what's easy. Uh, we have a framework for seven step framework for building character in a company. Many companies are actually incentivized against the character they say they want to have. Um, now, we used to think, oh, character, that's everything with trust, isn't it? It's not. Because number four is competency. You've got to stay fresh and relevant and capable as a leader. So if you're selling the way you were 20 years ago, I don't trust you. If you're leading the way you were 10 years ago, I don't trust you. This is why I might trust Zay to take my kids to the ball game because of his compassion and character. I may not trust Zay to give me a root canal because of competency. You got to have competency. Next pillar is commitment. We trust those that stay committed in the face of adversity. If you think of anybody that's left a legacy, Mandela, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Jesus, or Joan of Arc, and you'll find someone who's uh, trusted because they were committed to something beyond themselves. The next pillar is connection, the ability to connect and collaborate. Each of these pillars, you have counterforces in companies. If I go into a company, I see siloing or uh, selfishness. I know I've got a counterforce of connection. Uh, the next pillar is contribution. Let, let me just say this. The C's, you know, they're really from research funnels. It's not It's not just some like cheesy motivational book with uh, an acronym or a, alliteration, but these C's are kind of distinguish the funnel of research that had the intent of these words. And that contribution pillar, the number one word that came out of that funnel was um, results. We trust those that contribute results, you know, the performance outcomes. So you could have compassion and character, but if you don't contribute the results I expected or asked for, I'm not going to trust you. You've got to have results also. Um, the final pillar is consistency, and that's sameness. We trust sameness. You know, if you, the only way to build a reputation as a leader is sameness. The only way to build a brand as a company is sameness. This is for good or bad, by the way. That's what you're trusted for. So if you're late all the time, I will, in fact, trust you to be late. So I can solve against these eight. So if I take a, a a marketing message, I'm like, okay, this marketing message isn't working. Oh, is it clear? Okay, is it showing compassion to them? Is it connecting with the audience? Is it is it um is it showing the result contribution? Is it contributing the result that buyer might want? I mean, I can I can use this to solve 
a host of issues. And we, we have six ways we measure trust in organizations, everything from the enterprise trust index that multi-global organizations to a self-assessment for an individual, you know, all the way through so that we can close gaps because when we close a gap, a, a trust gap, then we, we really are helping efficiency effectiveness the most. Um, you know, I, yeah, I get, I got so much. I would, I would jump in on it. I, I want to let you ask questions, but I, I, I think I didn't cover the first question enough. And that is people really need to see that a lack of trust is their biggest cost or expense. So you, you know, um, I said it at our, at the scale up summit, but it's like, think a, a, a lock is a, it, the only reason we have a lock is because I don't trust you. So that's a lack of trust representative. So what's the cost of having a lock on something? Money, I got to buy it and time. I got to open it. There's always a cost, attrition, retention, whatever it is. And the reason I say you can solve everything against these eight is people, our research shows you don't get referrals with referrals. You have to increase trust to get referrals. Or let's take communication. We just need to communicate. Everybody thinks they've got a communication problem. And with that, it's just so ambiguous. Communication's mm -hmm. happening all the time. Communication's happening all the time. Clear, take the pillars. Clear communication is trusted. Unclear isn't. Compassionate communication is trusted. Hateful communication isn't. Consistent is, inconsistent is, and so forth. So when you have this language, you can start to solve the real issue, and trust is always the root issue. Uh, any closing thoughts, any closing words that uh, you'd like to be with? <laughs> trust is always the root issue. Maybe under the last pillar of the eight-pillar framework, it's the little things done consistently that make the biggest difference. So what little things are you doing to increase trust today? Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.